Hello, look at us go. Welcome into the Eric Saint Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week. Look at all these wonderful souls. I'm going to make Brandis cry. No, I won't do that. I just want to say how happy I am for Brandis here, who's in the audience. I see her. I see her name. And uh, she's having a rough, you know, last handful of days, weeks, because, uh, well, when, when puppy dogs go to the Rainbow Bridge, that uh, makes people sad. We don't like that. And then out of the blue, baby Jesus gave her a new dog. Stray dog just kind of wandered in her uh, beautiful path. And she's like, oh, I think I want to help this dog. And the dog was all scared, shitless, and. Uh, no, no identification, you know, she did her best to try to find out who this, uh, who this dog belongs to. But at the end of the day, the dog needs care described as the universal puppy distribution system. Finally wins the dog's trust. It's uh, it looks to be some type of lab a little less than one year. According to the pictures I saw. Which uh, I'll try to make available in a second here. And then um, got took the dog to the vet. Able to uh, have the uh, uh, professionals look over the dog. Like I'm pretty sure at this point in time, Brandis, uh, like, yeah, this is this is the fellow who went to the Rainbow Bridge. Okay, we love him. Look at that boy. Hello, fella. Okay. And then, um, out of the blue, this fella, Bean. Look at. She she tells the story that I was just talking about. Uh, a friend said maybe Ace, I guess that was the other Pooches, who uh, 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 sent him because he knew you needed him. Look at this dog. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Spectacular. And then here's the new one laying with this guy. Look at this one. Who's this? Who's this bro or chick? There's Brandis, Juliet Lewis with tats. Nice, cute, close-up pic. I love dogs so much. Here they are taking a walk together. Uh-oh, someone needs some leash training. Look at that face. This this one's, this picture's my favorite, though, because of this right here. Look at those tootsies. Forget the dogs. Brand is showing off uh, her piggies, which that makes EZ happy. Holy shit. Yeah, Eric, you made it weird. Ryan says, you know, this fraudulent motherfucking creep has spent hours on those feet. 
minutes, okay? It doesn't take that long to look at feet. Okay, it's not hours I stare at them, you idiot. Are you suggesting something sinister is happening there? That the the foot is the most attractive person on in the human form. Wait a minute. The foot is the most attractive thing in the human form. That's not weird. Just like someone has beautiful eyes. Uh Nick says though they're called slabs in the foot fetish world. I I I don't I don't like that at all. Uh don't be sending feet pics around this guy, says Hurricane Ashley. Ashley, I've seen pictures of Ashley's feet. Of all the feet that exist in the world, uh hers are beyond help. No. She should wear socks all the time. Uh, Ryan says, big fraud. Would you be interested if I could get Kenny to send you photos of his feet? Of course. Kenny asked, when you married Diana, were you thinking about her feet, but trying not to reveal that? And that, no, I, I wasn't into that then. It wasn't until later in life that uh, feet, became a thing don't send pictures of feet for fuck's sake now it's just i don't want people i know sending me pictures of their feet god damn it oh gross ashley's are like the worst she said that her uh, boyfriend tim gave her a hundred dollars to get her feet fixed and i said it's gonna take five thousand all right well, enough of that. I'm just, okay. The point of this was to talk about Brandis getting a, uh, baby Jesus sent her a new dog bean. Oh man. That's great. So happy about that. Uh, hope you all did well, uh, yesterday, the past 24 hours trying to, um, uh, maybe stay healthy to some degree with our uh, fraudulent fatties program where a Facebook group has uh, been created. In fact, uh, let me, let me throw it up here right now where we can encourage each other and bust each other's balls. If we suspect that a, uh, a member is uh, not uh, doing their part. Yesterday, a good portion of both shows was dedicated to um, beating the hell out of uh, Amanda, who, you know, is like up and down, up and down. One day, she's all great and excited. The next day, she's got down in the dumps. And it all stems, I don't know what the hell it stems from, but I know that on the days that she's down in the dumps, uh, I'm guessing those are the days that she's not taking care of herself. This is uh, Mike Q. Takes a picture of him looking sharp. This is my favorite shirt. It's the first time it's fit since 2016. Best part of this pick is down here. Those feet. (laughs) 
feet are universal. To me, it's not sexual. It's just they look great. Every person, except Ashley, has great-looking feet. Uh, Nikki is gaining some momentum. I'm at my lowest weight in 26 years. That's why I said, because she was like, oh, no, I've been at it for this amount of time. I've only lost seven pounds. It's like it's taken you decades to get to the point that you're at now. Give yourself a fucking chance, dick. Now she's down uh, two weeks, 8.2. Fantastic job. And then this sentence, I have so much more to go. We don't say that in our group. We don't talk about how much more we have to go. We talk about currently today, I have to make good choices. And then at the end of the day, I will try it again tomorrow. Uh, take it easy. Take it easy. By the way, you're, this one thing that concerns me is you say my knee hurts like hell and my ankle looks like it exploded. Uh, but I did those effing stairs. Do not get injured. Okay. On the days, if you start to uh, develop tendonitis, or something like that, you will be on the shelf for extended time, and then it's no moving. Okay, so inflammation of the joints is very real, especially for a person who's heavier than they should be, and they suddenly start doing more activity, even if it's something that's just going up the stairs more than you used to. Okay, so make sure that you give yourself ample recovery, maybe perhaps more than one day, but in those days, just don't eat like a dick. Uh, you don't need to do this all at once. Uh, that leads to overtraining and pain. And pain is your body's way of saying, I believe you are not going to take those stairs anymore. So don't be dumb about this. Listen to your body. There's Mariah. I don't know Mariah. Wait a minute. Do I know Mariah? Is that? Yeah, that's Amanda's kid. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Look like a couple of hippies here. Uh, good for uh, Mariah that she's in here. Someone needs to yell at me, Stevie says. I haven't been walking as much as I should. Diet is keto, and it's fine. I need to move more. That is all. Yeah, I don't know how you do that keto shit. Um, yeah, you lose weight, but to me, it just it seems unsustainable. I mean, for me. Yeah, get your fucking ass out there and move. Uh, I could I could spend the whole day on this, looking at all these things and uh, and yelling at these people. It's like my favorite thing to do. Uh, there's your old pal EZ. Went late into the night last night to get this done for me at least. Nothing. There's Brandis and her pooch. Uh. Ryan is a story because um, while he's been working hard at being disgusting for a long time, look at all these fitness rings that he's closing. And this day in particular, he uh, he let his guard down. And for dinner, he had 1.5 donuts. And that was his dinner. But he's kind of balancing it because look at how much he moved. 
1,017 calories of the 480 calorie goal. Holy shit. You're still going to feel like shit though. Aram is now eating some weird food, of course. He says he's a flower addict. This is my first meal using organic sprouted flourless bread. It does not taste as delicious as my flour tortillas did. I don't even know what millet and spelt are, but they sound healthy. Yeah, I. this looks like it would be. It. You're right. There will be a learning curve there. Millet and spelt. Hey, holy shit, dude. You're killing it with the healthy words and foods, no doubt. Uh, all right. Amanda has checked in. Looks like something helpful. That's good. About anyone done any courses on that site about uh, learning nutrition basics. Uh, this is gross. She announced, I have a party tomorrow night so I can sweat my tits off. <laughs> so gross, Amanda. That's horrible. No one wants to hear about you sweating your titties off. She writes, thank you, Eric, for doing what I wanted you to do. My new plan is eat when I'm hungry sleep when I'm dead and walk on my treadmill every night while watching TV. Aram suggests throw those prepackaged manufactured snack packets away. I eat that stuff like cliff bars in the beginning. And it's just dessert disguised in a health food package with quote, 20 grams of protein written to trick us. The quality of the protein is probably so shitty that our body don't absorb our bodies uh, will not absorb it. I like this general rule. If a factory and or a chemist is needed to manufacture it, don't eat it. He's suggesting you eat food. Yeah, all those throw all that shit away. Everybody said that all that dumb processed food that you eat is a shit show. All right, well, you know, I'm not going to sit here and call you names and insult you when you, uh, you know, participate in the group, but, uh, you know, you have a track record. You're probably going to go AWOL for about nine days and then uh, post that you got the blues and you're depressed and, oh, look at me. I'm so sad. Someone help me. No, fuck you. We're helping ourselves. That's the point of the group dick so no more of this bullshit you're the only person i know who can be uh, so actively involved in a group uh, for the very first day and then like stop i don't know how you even do that it's embarrassing uh maureen with the grocery order look at all this fantastic food i'm i'm so proud Excellent, excellent work. Everything except for Amanda announcing to the world that she's sweating her tits off. My God. 
All right. I'm not sure why uh, Amanda says, yeah, Aram can bite me. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Aram did anything. Uh, I don't think that uh, Aram did anything that would require an attack on him. He wants you to throw out those processed foods. By the way, uh, that uh, nice picture of uh, Amanda's daughter and her pal there, whoever that person was. Uh, I don't know. I think I would have hit the edit button there, Amanda. Here on this cheery group of people. All right. That that nice looking gentleman that was next to your sweet daughter there uh, took his life. Why the fuck are you telling us this? You ever notice that this show is supposed to be like light and stupid and ridiculous? I'm talking about liking dudes feet, feet, the feet of dudes. Uh, everybody's just being silly. We were, uh, uh, having so much fun talking about, uh, the new addition to Brandis's family with that puppy dog bean and the divine intervention. It's all a feel good Friday and out of the blue, you drop that horrible bit of news to us. Doesn't, isn't there any part in your dumb brain that says, maybe I, uh, maybe I better wait before I just slap this on the world. Does that ever, um, does that ever like kind of click in your brain of, uh, you know, sometimes people say time and a place, time and a place. We don't ever want to hear. Yeah. Hey, guess what guys? That picture of that guy there, uh, (laughs) he just killed himself. What an asshole. God damn. Kenny says time and place, read the room, etc. At what point in this conversation did you think, oh, I can't wait to drop the nugget that that guy there is uh, is now dead. That was horrible. Amanda, I need to remind you. If you're talking, it's a disaster. Because odds are you're doing it without thinking. Okay? And this is coming from me. How the hell is it that I'm explaining this? Uh, name was Shane. Don't make fun of hippies. Well, I've what? Huh? Who cares? What are you talking about? I don't want you to go off on hippies. I, it was one comment. It's you guys are a Amanda is such a pain in the ass. Jesus Christ. 
Yeah, I didn't want you to go off on hippies. Yeah, just just keep those those uh, portions of uh, information to yourself. That's ridiculous. Just drop that on us like that. Out of the blue, everyone's having a good time. Hey, guess what? That guy's dead. Stupid fucking hippie. Take a shower, hippie. Smell a shit, hippie. Dirty fucking hippie. Stupid fucking hippie. Take a shower, hippie. Smell a shit, hippie. Dirty fucking hippie. You realize that this would not have happened if you had not said, yeah, don't make fun of hippies. And hey, this guy's dead. Don't make fun of hippies. Stupid fucking hippie. Take a shower, hippie. Smell a shit, hippie. Dirty fucking hippie. Stupid fucking hippie. Um, I have uh, adopted a eating policy of as long as I'm not overeating, I am doing a million times better than what I used to be. I'm down. I am now a North of five pounds gone in two weeks and three days. In fact, I think I was a little dehydrated yesterday because I was down to like 181.4. And uh, that quickly went up because I was uh, a little thirsty, you know. But uh, this morning, uh, again, uh, consistently dropping a little bit, a few ounces a day on this uh, weight loss adventure. The plan to drop 30. All right. Uh, Water's been excellent for your old pal, EZ. Um, so yeah, yesterday it was, uh, yeah, I'm avoiding all the sugary shit, all the candy, candy. And it's still everywhere in this household, everywhere. I am surrounded by garbage. Now I don't want you to get the idea that I'm sitting around like being militant and not, um, I, when I'm hungry, I have something to eat. I just am not overdoing it. Like I was feeling extremely, um, uh, hungry. And I just remember buyers said, if you're going to eat anything that's uh, flour or sugar based or anything like that, uh, mix protein with it. So I honestly, I had a, a cheese sandwich, two pieces of cheddar on bread. Uh, and then I had to go to Jackie's work party. Her, uh, employer does this, um, big, like family picnic type of deal. And they had a food truck there. And they got pulled pork sandwiches, a uh, slider size. So it was a slider bun with pulled pork and like a bit of uh, uh, a cheesy potatoes, like half a cup's worth on the side. 
And I ate it. I, that's what there is to eat. I ate it. Water to drink. And uh, yeah, I, but in the past, I would eat. I'd go back and get seconds and thirds. Uh, and then that was the last thing I had to eat. And that was at like 5.45 p.m. All, all good. And then got my steps in a little later in the day, but no doubt fucking did it. Today is, I honestly, I'll have to really grind it out to get steps in today because I have to travel to Detroit to be part of uh, Carl's show. Who are these podcasts live in Detroit at the, Ma- at the Magic Bag? I'm hoping that at one point, at least one member of the audience uh, will go to those shows. They are so much fun. You would love it. You should listen to Who Are These Podcasts. Um, you can download it wherever you download shows. Very, very fun show. And then you'll get to know uh, everybody. Ryan says, I wanted to go badly. Why didn't you go? I know Kyle listens. I know uh, uh, Ryan listens. I don't know who else listens, but you guys should listen to that show. It's a lot of fun. But um, so I'm going there for that. Now, my plan was, I was like, fuck, I hate with a passion not sleeping in my own bed. All right. Unless if it's like up north. I'm like, fuck. But I want to hang out for a little bit after the show. So that's going to be late. I can't be driving back from Detroit, leaving at like midnight. So, I mean, I know me. That's like hours after my bedtime. But I'm such a cheap bastard. I don't want to get a hotel and I don't want to sleep in a bed that is not my own without my Pooh Bear. But I have to. So, fuck. I got to get a damn hotel room. So, all this travel, heading over there, takes two and a half hours to get there. At some point, I'm going to have to get steps in. I'll be walking around. uh, I'll be walking around the fucking club. Uh, It's a great, great thought. Why not take the RV? Well, here's the deal with the RV. There and back with the RV is... Probably north of $100 in fuel. It's uh, And it's a pain in the ass. Can't park the fucking thing anywhere. Uh, and, you know, I have to go pick it up. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of uh, setup that goes to it. Got to p- put water in the thing. Uh, I think it's easier actually to just get a fucking hotel. That's a great thought. And something I've thought of too. Nick suggests you need a topper for your truck. That's what I sleep in. I have thought about that. Putting a topper in the truck. Yes. I am all about a topper in the truck over the bed of the truck. And then you just crash in that thing. That is going to happen, I think. My truck is falling apart. Like, it's being rotted out by rust. That Those years of um, of trucks that were made in the U.S. 
Amer- domestic trucks. I don't know. It's like all of the automakers got together. It doesn't matter what type of truck it is. Uh, Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, doesn't matter. Where the wheels are above the wheels, rot out. The bottom of the doors, rot out, rust. And mine is no exception. I think they eventually got to a point where it's like they colluded to make them shitty. If you think about it, every time you turn on a commercial or see it, turn on the TV and there's a commercial for an American made truck. They're talking about how tough they are, how they can drive through anything. And they're fucking shit when it comes to, uh, you know, them staying intact. They just fall apart, rust out. I don't think it's a problem anymore. It's like, how did you finally figure it out? That is such bullshit uh, that that can happen. Aram says road salt. Well, yes, but the cars that I have don't do that. I have a car, the fucking Honda that I have that's almost 20 years old isn't rusted at all. And it's been in the same Michigan winters. It looks brand new, the body, except for when I hit it. Very strange to me. Which brings me to the strike. It's a perfect opportunity to start talking uh, about the strike. The United Auto Workers are going up the big three's ass with a wire brush. First of all, they want um, a large pay raise and they want graduated uh, pay raises over the life of this next contract. Uh, I think the union is offering a 20% pay raise or something like that. It's all in this article. I'll get into it, but they want considerably more than that. Uh, The union wants 36% pay raise, 5% additionally every year for a total of the life of the contract. The end of the contract, they should be making 56% more than what they are now. That's just, that's, that is substantial. They also want um, the return of the pension when the auto companies, because they run their business like shit in 08 and 09, were on the brink of bankruptcy, the union gave up their pension. Now, there's two things you get with this company, with these companies. Uh, you can take the money you earn and put it into a 401k, which is excellent. In addition, um, Every day you work, you earn money towards your pension. So when you retire, you can earn social security income, you can earn your pension income, and you can earn your 401k income. It's wonderful. The the uh, employees gave that up when those companies were about to go belly up. Now they want it back. And <laughs> the... Uh, the, the big three are like, no, we're not giving that back. And they're like, well, fuck you. This is bullshit. They have a record profits. Uh, CEOs of these companies have um, given themselves 40% pay raises. 
Okay. Um, and cars to the consumer are at an all time high. In addition, the, uh, manufacturing of, of, uh, of a vehicle these days, especially EVs is considerably less work. There are a lot less moving parts in this EV thing, which I think honestly is a fad. It won't last, but that's just my opinion. Um, it, it, uh, takes a lot less labor to make an EV vehicle than it does a combustion, uh, vehicle. So there's that. They also want a 32 hour work week. They want to go from 40 hours a week to 32 and they want to avoid forced overtime. In some cases, union workers have had to work seven days a week for several months in a row. They want to limit that. They feel that their workers need time off, which that's reasonable to me. The, um, the automakers are saying, uh, that's bullshit. We cannot sustain any of that. And, uh, it's not feasible to the company. We would go under. That's what they're, that's what they're claiming. The union says back bullshit. You're lying. Uh, some of you who are, who are union employees. I know for a fact, Rob is, I think, uh, blue state Rob says 32 hour work week. Fuck off. Make it four 10 hour shifts and be done with it. Maybe you got to understand though. Um, the, with all of these, these things that they want, this is what you do. You like shoot for the moon, a good negotiator. And, uh, eventually there'll, there will have to be some concession, you know, the employees, the way they're doing it is, um, uh, instead of just the entire industry walking off of the job, what the union has decided to do, because they think this is going to take a long time is there's three large plants, one in Missouri, one in Wayne, Michigan, and one in Toledo, Ohio, where they've ordered the employees at those plants, which have, you know, several thousand people in each of them to walk off. But the rest of the plants don't, don't walk off. So the rest of the plants are working, but you know, this is all, uh, this is all fucked up. It's going to make everything difficult. So, uh, what they're doing is they're slowly grinding the work back, um, so that these employees can earn as much money as they can while the strike is going on, but still cause a lot of, uh, uh mischief, uh, with these companies. And then you're looking at the trip, the trickle down effect in Michigan in particular, and the, the entire Midwest manufacturing, it's a backbone of uh, all manufacturing right here. So you've got small mom and pop shops that are making parts for these companies that are slowly going to grind to a halt. If this goes any amount of time, it's going to be a disaster. It's unprecedented. You've never had all three automakers being shuttered by this um, approach by the auto workers. My God.
The union went on strike despite offers from the companies to raise hourly wages as uh, hourly wages as much as 20% over the life of the contracts. With a top exi- existing hourly pay of $32.32 an hour. Those offers would have taken the senior most auto workers to a base pay of more than $80,000 a year, not including overtime or profit sharing bonuses. The union said no. We want an immediate 20% and four additional raises of 5% during the life of the contract. All right, so uh, I got some of that wrong. I thought it was 36% plus 20% more. No, they said, all right, we'll take the 20, but we need another 20 over the life of the contract to give these people 40% raises. It did lower those pay demands late in the negotiations, though, apparently not enough to close the gap to the automaker's offers. Uh, They talked about the pensions, what I talked about, how they had given those up, these employees. I think that, to me, is a big thing. You know, they they gave it up in good faith to keep that those companies alive. Um, and then that was 14 years ago, for fuck's sake. Give it back to these fucking people. My God. A top on the union's hit list of past concessions was a, ma- a demand to end a lower tier of pay and benefits for workers hired since 07. While those workers can now achieve the same top hourly pay as the more senior workers, it can take them eight years in the company to reach that level. All right, there's a lot of, a lot of boring shit here that I guess I don't want to get into. Um, but I, I did touch on to some degree, but I don't want to end up going and rereading them. But that's basically what they're looking at. So that's it. Um, while we're at it, Drew Barrymore is getting, uh, is figuring out what happens when you fuck with the union. She's lucky. She's not getting her knees broken back in the day. You break a strike. You're going to get fucked up. Remember she said, okay. Uh, yeah, I know there's a writer's strike. But uh, I've decided it's time to get the Drew Barrymore show back to work. Now, you might be like, well, it's a talk show. What what, what does a writer do? Well, believe it or not, they have a, a few writers on that show that uh, write all the things on the prompter, like when they're going from guest to guest to guest that she just looks at and reads. And uh, if you do the show without the efforts from the union writers, you are breaking the strike. Now, uh, if it were my talk show, I think the best thing to do is, uh, don't use writers ever at any one point. Like if you ever had a show that you could pull off and just all they do is, uh, just drew writes down who's going to be on the show. You, you don't need a writer to do all these transitions and shit like that. Just fucking do it yourself. It's your show. Why do you have to have writers? You know, I don't have a fucking writer. Well, I do. I write shit down and that's it for a show like that, where you have conversations taking place and guess what the fuck do you need a writer for in the first place? You have a brain, Gertie. 
I'd love to interview her, uh, by the way, and ask her questions about making the show, making the movie E.T. I think she's really pretty, by the way. A little young. What is she, like 45? First of all, Ryan, uh, Ryan writes, so if they strike, does that mean new car prices go even crazy higher than the, uh, than what they already are? Because there will be no supply with striking. I don't know. Um, I think we won't have cars by those companies. Rob says it's called crossing the picket line. Don't cross the line. Um, the union workers, by the way, in the, uh, auto workers strike, uh, will get $500 per week of union pay. They also, if you go to like, um, like where the union meet union hall or whatever they have like supplies, like, uh, bread and, uh, uh various staple items that they can use. Hopefully they have a backup job. They can be a fucking fry cook at Bosco's pub or some shit. I don't know. But, um, in the end, they're hoping for, uh, to get what they want. And frankly, they should, I mean, come on now. I just don't believe these billionaires when they tell us that the company will go belly up. Yeah. If you own a company like that, or you're in charge of a company like that, you're a CEO and you take a 40% pay raise. That's embarrassing. And then you expect, and, and, and you don't give these people back their pension. That, uh, you do that enough. You whittle away their trust. This is what happens. It looks terrible. Some of you are suggesting the 32 hour a week, a work week thing is BS. Why? Why is that BS? It's not like they have to shut the whole plant down. Um, they can just kind of rotate it. Uh, groups of people will work four days and then the next week someone else. There, There is a way to do that, in my opinion. I think that they should. Why not? Keep them as happy as possible. Uh, blue state Rob, he says, I was planning on donating blood plasma and doing DoorDash If the UPS teamsters went on strike, uh, Tyler says they want more money while working less. And he calls them lazy. I don't endorse calling union members lazy. I think it's based on how much money that those workers are bringing in for the corporate entities that run the place. Kenny says, what's BS is the work school week is five days and the weekend is only two. Well, all right. Uh, Rob says the whole world needs to do the four 10 hour shifts. 
All right, now the jokes are flying as Nick writes, next thing they'll want is summers off like the lazy teachers. By the way, if you want to work for Tim Mayer at Shoreliner Striping, he has work now. And boy, will you work. Shorelinerstriping.com. Reach out to him. Okay, uh, I got off the track. Drew Barrymore, she's like, okay, yeah, you know, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to, I'm going to do my show. I'm a strike breaking show. And, uh, that's how it's going to be on Tuesday of this week. Uh, Barrymore was supposed to, um, she was planning on hosting something called the national book awards in the fall. Well, the national book foundation, which who knew that was a thing. Uh, they said, we don't need you uh, now to speak at our at our event at the National Book Awards. You're out. We don't want you here. Uh, they say it's incomprehensible that you would be a strike breaker. That's the thing. You break a strike. It's it doesn't like end when the strike ends. They don't they don't welcome you back. Okay. If you uh, aren't like uh, in solidarity with the writers and the Screen Actors Guild, and then you decide to go it alone, you're fucked. Any show. Didn't The View do that too? Why isn't The View getting murdered? Part of me thinks that uh, the entire entertainment industry, on the surface, they support unions, but... When you really dig deep, they don't. Like this case. They have rescinded their invitation to Drew Barrymore. Our commitment is to ensure that the focus of the awards remains on celebrating writers and books. We are grateful to Ms. Barrymore and her team for their understanding in this situation. That's a fuck you. On Sunday, Barrymore announced she was uh, saying, fuck you, union. We're coming back. On September 18th, that would be Monday. Immediate backlash in this uh, historic duel. If you remember, this strike started with just the Writers Guild. And then the Screen Actors Guild joined. The Screen Actors Guild AFTRA uh, joined to help out and be like unified with them. Um, but now, my God, this is, uh, this is a bad decision. You do not want to cross the picket line. According to the Writers Guild, the Drew Barrymore show is a Writers Guild covered struck show that is planning to return without writers. The Guild has and will continue to picket struck shows that are in production during the strike. Any writing on the Drew Barrymore show is a violation of WGA strike rules. Oh, no. Um, but this isn't like the 1960s. If it were, someone would beat her ass. I'm not kidding you. Someone's ass would get kicked. We need to go back to some ass kickings in order for this really to take hold. She doesn't give a shit. She doesn't give a shit that the writer's guild is saying, look, what the fuck? Someone actually needs to kick ass here. Maybe not violence 
maybe just like slashing tires or perhaps a car bomb. Uh, but, you know, something back in the day would definitely have happened. Part of why Barrymore has been placed under a microscope in this situation is because of her initial perceived support of the WGA back in May. She stepped down from hosting the MTV Movie Award. She's like, yeah, labor. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, let's strike. She said in May, I have listened to the writers, and in order to truly respect them, I will pivot from hosting the MTV Movie and TV Awards live or live in solidarity with the strike. She said in a statement shortly after the strike began, And now she's doing the opposite. What an asshole. My God. Pick one. Corey says slashing tires to a car bomb is a pretty big leap. Uh, Rob says, check your email, Eric. I sent a union-related video. Uh, That's a red flag. I uh, I, I sometimes fall for the momentum stopping. Hey, Eric, check your email. I'm not going to do that right now. I'll save it for later. We'll just have to revisit it. Damn it. He says, Eric, it's a fight. It's a verbal fight. This bet, dude, you are rolling the dice. Okay. Union president kicks senator's ass. Okay, hang on. Skip ads. Video check, audio check. Mark Wayne Mullen goes nuclear on labor leader in fiery hearing on unions. Senate Health Committee holds hearing on defending workers from union busting. Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. Thank you, Ranking Member. Um, Mark Wayne Mullen is a senator. Thank you, everybody, for being here. And I, I want to make a very clear. I'm not against unions. I'm not at all. Uh, Some of my very good friends work for unions. Uh, They work hard and they do a good job. Um, And so my statements, please don't make uh, an assumption that I'm anti-union. But I also want to set the record straight. All three of you guys have talked about employers being intimidated, intimidating their employees. But you guys haven't ever spoke about when the unions try to unionize, the intimidation they have to other people that aren't wanting to unionize. You guys don't mention that. Because see, I started with nothing. Absolutely nothing. In fact, I started below nothing. And I started growing this little plumbing company with six employees to now we have over 300 employees. And back in 2009, you guys tried to unionize me. My guys were making money They're being paid more than the union halls were paying their plumbers. Our benefits were better. But because we started bidding jobs that were union jobs and winning those, 
union pipe fitters decided they were going to come after us. They would show up at my house. They'd be leaning up against You're my damn trucks. Right. I'm not afraid of a physical confrontation. In fact, sometimes I look forward to it. Fuck around and find I, out. That's not my problem. But when you're doing that to my employees, and then when, they, when that didn't work, they started picketing our job site, saying, shame on Mullen. Shame on Mullen. For what? Because well, you're a union buster, asshole. Because we were paying higher wages? <laughs> because we had better benefits, and we wasn't requiring them to pay your guys' absorbent salaries? You talk about CEOs that are making all this money. And what do you make, Mr. O'Brien? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. Yeah, I know what you make because in 2019, uh -oh. your salary was, um, what is this, 193000 I'm sure you got some pay raises since then. Yeah, when I was a And the average UPS driver, the feeder driver, makes 35000 a year? That's and what do you bring That's to inaccurate. Table? Hold on a second. That's inaccurate. State no, facts. I've got it right here. State facts. That's inaccurate. The average UPS feeder driver makes 35000 If you don't know your facts, then maybe you should. Oh, I, I know them because I negotiate the contract. So I say, I say one thing to you. What do you bring for that salary? What do I bring? Yeah, what, do you, what, do you, what job have you committed or have you, have you uh, uh, started? What job have you created? One job other than sucking the paycheck out of some other body, somebody else that you want to say that you're trying to provide because you're forcing them to pay dues? And no, we don't force them. Senator, you've asked the you're question. You're out of line. Let him answer Actually, the I question. Have been, and don't tell me I'm out of line. You are out of line. Don't tell me I'm out of line. Well, you, you, you frame, don't tell me. You frame, I'm you frame, frame, you frame third, the statement you tough your guy. mouth yeah. because you don't know you're what you're talking about. You're going to tell me to shut my mouth? Yes, I did. Hold it. Hold it. Tough guy. I'm not afraid of physical. Hold it. But don't sit there and tell me I'm out of line. Bernie Sanders. Senator. You made a statement. You asked the question. I didn't ask a question. You did it. You did. I answered question. the question. You asked the question about how well, much money you Let him answer. It was, rhetor it was a rhetorical Let, Well, question. you may think it's rhetorical. It sounded was sounded to me like a question. Let him answer the question. I'm not yielding my time to him. So if you're going to let me keep my time, that's fine. You'll have your time. Let him. You ask Here's a question. question. He has so, a right to answer that. As far as my salary goes... My salary, if you follow me around, I walk, I actually look at this building. I bet you I work more hours than you do, twice that's, as many that's hours. That's impossible. But no, that is, that's true. Sir, you don't secondly, know what hard work is. Secondly, if you want to follow yeah. my schedule, be Secondly, I'll do it in a minute. Up. Secondly, UPS feeder drivers, and you can quote uh, Carol Tomei, who quoted this, they make 93000 on the lower end. Some I of them make 150000 I said feeder drivers. Feeder drivers, tractor trailer drivers. Some of them make $150,000 per year. Some of them do. And I don't disagree with that. Most of them make over. Most four, of them, after you've been there four years, most of them make over a thousand. Okay, uh, most of them make over a hundred thousand. So reclaiming my time, I go back to the whole fact. Okay, at this point, uh, I'm with Union guy. This guy's an asshole here. This senator with his stupid plumbing business. Fuck this guy. Sir, you haven't created a job. We haven't. You haven't been there. You haven't. Sure, we have. You haven't. Sure, we have. Tell me one job that you created. What do you, What do you talk? Be specific. You're an employer. No, we're not an employer. People? No, but you know it's funny. So, no, then, we, we create, then, then, we create opportunity. Jobs. We create opportunity because we Sir, hold that's, that's we not, hold greedy CEOs like yourself not, accountable. You call me a greedy CEO. Oh yeah, you are. <laughs> you want to attack my salary? I'll attack yours. You're, what did you ahead. make? What did okay, you make? You might think that senator guy here with the plumbing business was oh he was all oh, he was uh, he came in hot, but I think the you the uh, union guy has fucking bashed him right back right on the bridge of the nose. When you owned your company. I made my company. I kept my salary down at about uh, fifty thousand a year because I invested every penny into it. Okay, all right. You mean you hid money? 
No, I didn't hide. Oh, oh. hold on a second. Okay, close. He said that's out of line. You said right, I was out we're line. We're even. We're, He's even. Made, we're not. We're even. Not even. We're not even close to being even. Do you I think know. it's smart? You think you're funny? No. I do. I think he, I think he's very funny. Oh, you're you, not. You think you're funny? No, I never said. I, did I smile? You frame. You that frame lad? your opening. Hold on, hold on. Let's. Uh, you frame your opening statement, no. Senator. Senator, continue. This, uh, this, Senator, please this continue is your statement. But sir, this is. A, I think. I think it's great that you're doing this because Me too. this shows their behavior on how they try to come in and no, organize a show. No, no it's and just, they say about intimidation, and it's not about intimidation. This, it's they show your behavior. Yeah, stay on the issue, please. The issue is. If you're really for he's lost this room, this asshole, the employee, then he doesn't know his question. Why are you against right to work? Why are you against private ballots? Okay. If you're really about the employee, let the employee make the choice. I'm not anti-union, but when you don't want the fuck, you're not have a private ballot. That's not intimidating. That's not intimidating. Why wouldn't you want a private ballot? If that is intimidating the employee. If you don't want to write to work state. This guy makes a big deal about, oh, yeah, hey, I, I pay my guys more than the union does. I've got this. It's like, yeah, but uh, the union people, they have the protection of the group that if they want something, they can work as a team. And all of the people that are represented by the union can earn pay raises. Not just you, just because you uh, are, are it, it's a union busting shop is what it is. Don't force somebody to make to pay dues to an organization they may not agree with. Don't force somebody to do something they, they don't have to, asshole. They can go work for you. Don't want to. That's called employee choice. If you want to be part of union, God bless you. Be part of a union. I have no issue with that. But don't. Oh, what a liar! Set up here and say that an employee is the one that intimidates their employer, their or their employers are intimidating their employees not becoming a union. Okay, Senator. That's not thank accurate. you. Thank you very much, Senator Murray. This guy got all this shit off of his chest and didn't and didn't really gain anything. My God. All right, let's go back and uh, see what you all have to say about this. <laughs> Kyle writes, can you just email me the rest of this story? Great chance for impressions with Bonnie Sanders. Senator, Senator, enough, enough. So Rob, am I, wait a minute. Where are you in this? Are you saying that, uh, I mean, cause you're in a union and what do you all think? Uh, let's see. Looks like a lot of short comments. Corey says it sounds like complete bullshit. No way a driver is making $93,000. I think he was saying a, like a senior driver would be Cole says they're both assholes. Uh, Nate says, fuck unions. I'm with plumber guy all day. Cole says asshole of the day, all unions. Uh, Rob says they are Corey. They make good money. I'm on the list to become a UPS feeder driver. 
Aram says he is all over the place. Nate says, I'm a union pipe fitter and I'm leaving my uh, company because the atmosphere of self-entitlement and laziness. Oh, there you go. Uh, Rob says, if you know what they are talking about, Aram, this is pretty easy to follow. And then Rob insults Aram and says he's almost as ignorant as Jamingo. Aram says his employees can go work for the union if they want. Correct. Rob says, I told you it was a good fight. Corey says that the guy started out with a good point and then kind of lost it. Blue state. Rob says I'm in bald union guys union. And then Jimmy in Maine says, Jimmy Hoffa was a good guy. All right. I gotta, I gotta know about that. By the way, uh, um, Rick is in a paintball competition again. We cannot seem to touch base. All right, Rob. Now, Rob, I want you to self edit. Okay. You're, you're always on double secret probation. I want you to, in your brain, as I call you, pump yourself up to not give us minutia. If you catch yourself saying something like, long story short, it is too long. Uh, be brief. You know? You're, you're one of the chatterboxes that might... Internal alarms start going off when you talk too much. Yellow. Okay, what's going on here? So the bald guy in that video is Sean O'Brien. He's the Teamsters Union president. So he's a former truck driver from Boston. So he was he started as a worker and worked his way up. That's the moral of the story. And he that's. That's the guy who represents okay. my union. Okay. But you told and, me to uh, call you. Well, I mean, did you, I mean, where, where do you stand? So I stand in the, like, I'm like, when you see me on the Ben and Eric show, I am working my warehouse job. That is a teamster job. Most of the jobs and every UPS driver, well, almost every, I mean, unless that's a supervisor. No, I mean, like, where do you stand on the issue here? I'm not well, like, I'm point... not like where you physically stand. Okay. Well, that's an important detail. Um, so what he was saying there, what the Senator was saying, obviously that the UPS drivers or the UPS feeder drivers, which are what that is, is that's the tractor trailer drivers you see driving down the road with the UPS logo and the trailer and all that. It's not the brown trucks. So what he was saying there was, is that, oh, they make 35000 a year. Well, I know that's a lie because right now, I, me working in the warehouse, I, based off of even the old contract that they just, that just expired, I make more than that. So the contract that just went through for us, which became in effect August 1st, is way better than 35000 a year. Okay, and so... And the speeder driver makes way more money than I do. So are we saying that Senator Guy is full of shit and just an asshole? 
Yeah, he's a he's a that he's a uh, senator from Oklahoma, Republican senator. He's you know made his money in in pipe fitting, so he's got an opi- he's got a valid opinion on right, as, right. As he's he's witnessed it firsthand. He hired union busting work. Union doesn't like that. Um, they 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 make these people uncomfortable. He described it as intimidation. Um, he's he's yeah. getting off. He's getting off fucking easy. Is what he's getting off. You know, yeah, exactly. Because what he's what he's saying there is is that if if what they would pick it and they would threaten to beat the ass of anybody who was going to bid a job lower than the union or or at the same price, and I might have a detail or two of that wrong, but the gist of it is is that they're they're battling for right labor, and they're and any business that has union workers and any business for that matter is trying to reduce its labor costs, and the unions come in and try to make sure that those people correct like me are treated are taken care of respect and dignity. that's the and, point and are taken care of exactly on the on the monetary end yes so and and this guy he's a union busting shop who will uh entice these people to uh pay them more but he's looking at um it trickles down he's then going to go get jobs and bid them lower than the union yeah and get those bigger jobs and the union suffers. And that means the people who are uh, employed in union jobs, they will suffer. So that's why they're trying to look out for uh, the other pipe fitters. Yeah. And, 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 you know, you, you take this into the UAW right now, I'm hearing all of the similar talking points. And if, in my personal opinion, I think they're actually modeling what um, bald union guy does uh, and, he uh, he actually visited during all that. He visited the hub that I work at. Now, granted, I wasn't there because I work nights. He came in the morning. Yeah. Uh, during the day. So, I mean, this guy really does travel the country. He really does look after everybody. And the Teamsters is one of the, you know, Jimmy Hoffa was the president. Correct. Of that union. It's a very active union. Uh, the, 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 the people that represent that union, uh, like like bald guy there. Uh, for the $190,000 a year that guy makes, I'm guessing if he doesn't bust his ass every day, someone will beat the fuck out of him because it, yeah, we, all of his members will. Right, right. Of course he, he makes, makes that much money. That now, Probably. And he fucking should. God damn yeah, it. He, he, you know, when I started, when I started with UPS, the, he was not the, uh, he was not the president. I voted for him because all the other, um, all the delegates that all the union delegates in my local uh, were pushing for that. And as far as I know, he got a lot of the vote and there really wasn't right. Right. And you can see why, because he, he, he was doing an old union tactic there, intimidation and say like, well, well, fuck you. Well, now fuck you. And then, you know, you could hear it. They all, they both wanted to tell each other to go fuck themselves and they both right. showed uh, restraint um, and actually got to their points pr- pretty quickly. Unlike me most of the time. Yeah. Well, I think you've done a fairly good job this time, Rob. Yeah. And I, I knew you would like that video. I kind of sat on it for a little while thinking maybe, you know, when you see, when you're not getting your, when, when uh, Amanda's dildos aren't shipping out or when anybody's, <laughs> or anybody's not getting their, uh, their shit in the, uh, that is not coming in the mail, you know, FedEx can't handle the volume of UPS's volume. When you could, let's, if UPS just got nuked and there were no more UPS left, the post office and, and FedEx couldn't handle that. 
So UPS was it had had a, a lot of leverage, but the but when we withheld our labor, guess who's not getting their dildo? Exactly. Yep, yep. They need their dildos. I love it. All right. So, yeah, we had them by the balls, and we won. So UAW they they deemed a strike because the it's the exact same thing. These guys are make, the CEOs are making tens upon millions of dollars, giving themselves big ass bonuses, paying out dividends to the shareholders, while the while the uh, workers themselves, at least for the most part, will be impoverished on the street. I mean, I was making. To give you context, I was making $17 an hour at the start of this year. By the end of the year, I'll be making $25 an hour. Nice. It's actually livable, and it's actually close to that 40% that they're asking for. So that it's is... not, it is not unreasonable at all. No, so it's Corey not. Can go, Corey can go on a nice little research uh, trip, which I know he won't, but if he wants to know more, do the research yeah. and live it. The, the, the truth is on the union side, not senator or anybody who thinks that unions are bad because quite frankly when you go into one of these hot ass warehouses and actually work for one day and you believe me you will lose weight i lost 40 pounds on that on that motherfucking ups diet <laughs> there's another guy that lost 60 he was 240 now he's he's skinnier than 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 me even he's like 60 years old so yeah. you know you want to go on a diet you want to do all these things about fraudulent patties and eat right fuck that i can eat I mean, I'm going to eat my words in, in about 10, 15 years, but you know what? I uh, I can eat pretty much anything I want, and I still lose weight because I'm working my ass off. Attaboy. In, in, in the heat. So, um, And I'm one of the slower guys. So it's one of those things that, uh, you know, you can sit here and say union laborers are lazy. Well, they ha the reason they're lazy is because they're doing back-breaking work. I know guys that have life-changing injuries, limps, and they're in their 40s. And I, I mean, a guy who works the same exact job I do was a UPS driver for a while. He had to stop driving because he got injured, but he can't feel his his left wrist. And maybe he's just lying to me and saying he and probably just masturbated too much. But the fact of the matter is, is that there are guys there that are, are practically crippled from working uh, at UPS. That's just UPS. I have no idea about any other union company, but yeah, they're... Uh, they're actually some uh, some pretty decent, hard-ass working union people. So that that impression that uh, I have firsthand accounts that union workers work just as hard, if not harder, than uh, non-union, at least in in uh, in my job. All right. Well, you don't get hurt, and have a good one. Will do. All right, buddy. Thank you. There you yeah. go. That is uh, Blue State Rob adding some perspective. Let me let me set the record straight here. Uh, Corey says there are pros and cons to unions. Not being able to fire an employee, an employee who's underperforming because they're in a union is a con. Now, wait a minute here, asshole. You have, you can too fire a person. You, you have to, uh, there, there's a little bit more to it than just, uh, suddenly the boss doesn't like something you did. And in a fit of rage says you're fired. You know, in some cases, that's throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Wouldn't you like it if you had a job where if you did fuck something up, um, the boss would have to go through a series of steps in order to actually get you removed to make sure that it's an appropriate firing? That's how that works. You know? My God. 
Well, anyway, that's how it's going in America today. Uh, out of the blue, when uh, Rob is giving an anecdote, Hurricane Ashley drops. Nobody asked Rob. And I'm like, shut it. He's doing great. Oh, I'm kidding. Can't you just listen to the conversation and have a good time? Uh, Rob says you can fire someone for not doing their job. The union will not back you up if you just sit there and slack off. That's a common misconception that dumb shits like Corey think. Corey says uh, you shouldn't be forced into a union if you want to work in a certain place. No bullshit. That's union busting. That's the point. You work as a union. My God. All right. Thank you, Rob. Okay. This show on Facebook, X, and YouTube is about to end. It will continue on Twitter, though. Download, I'm sorry, on Twitch. Download the Twitch app uh, in the App Store or whatever, or Google Play, and uh, then search Eric Zane Live on Twitch. Twitch, or just go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Most people get it through their phones, some through their desktops, but uh, that's how you do that. Follow the page, and you will know when I go live. It's that simple. If you want, link up your Amazon Prime account for free. You get one a month, and you have to do it manually each month. But when you do that, when you're watching the show, you won't be inundated with the commercials that Amazon or Twitch puts into the stream uh otherwise it's free if you uh or if you want to throw a few bucks at it you can bypass all those commercials that's up to you if not just sit through the commercials and off you go say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill I was getting a lot of comments from people saying, oh, Rob's talking. I want more commercials. Come on, give him a break. He did a good job. It's uh, it's the topic of today that the American manufacturing industry is going downhill today and work stoppage is going to fuck everything up for a lot of people. And he, of course, is part of the Teamsters Union uh, that represents uh, him and all of his sisters and brothers at UPS. Well done. Thought you did a good job. Um, all right. So you folks on Facebook X and YouTube have a good one. Thank you for watching Twitch and Facebook brought to you by Irvine's auto repair, Grand Rapids hybrid and EV. Thank you so much. Um, auto parts might be limited for repairing your car. That might even affect Irvine's for God's sake. Uh, T-shirts and so much more available at ericzaneshow.com. Click on merch. You can buy your coffee mug. You can buy your T-shirt. You can buy your hoodie. 
uh, seven different designs to choose from. Thank you to Blue Frost IT, the online managed service provider for the Eric Zane Show podcast. If you have a small or medium-sized business, consider reaching out to Blue Frost IT for anything technical that might be slowing the business down. Okay, it's nice to have an IT company uh, on hand that you have a relationship with so that if anything does go south, you can tap into their resources. They can remote in and take care of whatever it is or boots on the ground. Show up at your place of business in West Michigan and take care of any necessary changes, updates, repairs that may be needed. If you're looking to upgrade your gear at your business, sit down for a 30-minute consultation with Blue Frost IT. 616-200-8550. They can uh, take you through everything so that uh, they can tell you what you need to upgrade your stuff. Because if you just go to the uh, whatever, uh, buy something online on Amazon or uh, go to Best Buy of all things and just start buying stuff off the shelf, you're going to buy too much. You're going to buy too little. You're going to buy something that's not correct. And that's time and money. And you just can't have that. Thank you, Blue Frost IT, 616-285-50 or online at bluefrostit.com. Mention your old pal EZ. Rick from TC Paintball. Oh, my gosh. What a year for TC Paintball. My gosh, it has been just fantastic. And uh, that continues. We have the, uh, we're going to very soon schedule the Slaughter the Pumpkin uh, paintball event, paintball war number 23 with uh, Team Mexico against Team US. Again, waiting on Rick. I know Gabe the Honduran, who is uh, a diehard listener of this show, is like, dude, when is it happening? He's like, dude, I know. I'm with you. Um, tell the gang over there in your neck of the woods that we're working on it. Rick keeps telling me it's going to happen. I, I got to wait on Rick. When the paintball war is announced, you gather up your pals and I will see you there at TC Paintball. In the meantime, book an event. TCPaintballGR.com is where you go. Book an event for you and your crew to play paintball. The number one paintball destination in the great state of Michigan, dare I say the Midwest. TC Paintball, outdoor play, indoor play. Uh, fully stocked pro shop at TC Paintball. Uh, and then before I have to go tinkle, Frank Fuss at My Policy Shop Insurance, working tirelessly for you for your life insurance needs, which I touched on earlier this week, and I'm going to again right now. So you've got your cute little family, and uh, you got your husband or wife, and you've got your kids. So Um, let's say your dad and mom says, Hey, I'm going to raise these kids, put my career on hold and raise these kids, uh, for the next 10 years. We've got three kids and she's stay at home mom. And you're, uh, working hard to provide for the family, but then God forbid something happens. Okay. And now you don't have life insurance. She's screwed royally. Okay, Uh, load up on the life insurance. You can get a tremendous life insurance policy, especially for you young audience members, for next to nothing because your health is awesome. Okay, 
you're young, you have no known health issues, you have a uh, you're you're a super preferred customer, you're getting uh, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars in insurance for very little cost each month. Okay, what a peace of mind knowing that if something um, that most likely won't happen happens to you, your lovely family is taken care of while they grieve, you know, while mom doesn't have to go back to work to raise, uh, to earn money, to keep the family going. And that's a, that's a horrible thing to even think about, but it could absolutely happen to you. So let's, uh, bypass all of that and get a life insurance policy. Frank Fuss from my policy shop insurance is going to get that for you. And you're not going to pay him one dime. He makes his money from the insurance companies who you are buying a policy from. He is a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker, and you should reach out to him. You can either go to my mypolicyshop.com or go to buyinsurancehere.com. Either way, you're going to fill out a form and uh, then you're going to be on his radar and he's going to make this happen for you. Make sure you indicate to him that you found out about him on my show. This is not negotiable if you have a significant other or a uh, or, or children, okay? Make this happen now. It's not going to cost you that much money at all, and the peace of mind that you are guaranteed to have is incredible, okay? If I ever, like, piss Diana off and she pushes me off a mountain, she's going to be a rich lady. I've had insurance since I was, uh, since I actually started. It was before we got married, I had insurance. I first started out with my mother as a benefactor. And then upon getting married, I, of course, made it my wife. And then I bought more insurance and more insurance and more insurance. If I take a dirt nap today, my wife's going to be like, yes, yes. And I'm like, yes, you go out and you get uh, some black dick. That's what you do. That's how I want you to grieve. Two black dicks. Okay? Because I know she's into BBC. Because I was uh, fortunate enough to win her over. She was, I told you about that. She was dating that guy who was black as as night. uh, Like Wesley Snipes level of black. And uh, she was turned on by me. And uh, I stole her. The guy's name was Adam. Black Adam, as they say. I think one of you said that yesterday or the day before when I talked about this. But it's true. Wife was totally into BBC. And if it wasn't for me, she'd still be into it. You know? All right. Mypolicyshop.com. I think while I was doing that awesome commercial talking about my wife and BBC... You guys are talking about like RFK Jr. What the hell are you doing? Nate writes, uh, Eric is the perfect example. I'm not sure what I'm the perfect example of. I know nobody that works harder. Imagine working somewhere where you obviously do more than anybody else, but can get a dime more because of a contract. Sit and watch. Sit and watch those fuck fucks walk around and make plans for the weekend. 
I only read that because you said something uh, nice about me. I don't even care what your point was. I just, oh, the only thing I care about is that you say something nice about me. I don't know if what you can say about me is, is working hard though. I just have to be organized. I will spend a lot of hours in a day doing this, but I can't really say that that equates to a physical drain, you know? I think that a person who's actually has to bend at the knees and back and lift something is to me, that's more, I equate physical work to work. I don't equate. I have a hard time saying that this is real work. It's consuming my time, but I don't know. I can't, I can't really, um, I would feel bad saying, yeah, I grind. I work my fucking dick off, you know? So it's a little, little weird to me. Plus I really enjoy this. If I hated it, I might call it work. Like even when I'm making French fries, I love that job. Okay. Now I don't do it every day. So maybe if I did it every day, I might feel different, but I love being in the kitchen. You know, um, Aram says, I would rather do physical work than have to talk for long periods of time. Yeah, I, I could understand that. And I think that I'm kind of institutionalized being that I've had to do this for so many years that it, it kind of is as uh, normal to me as breathing. So uh, I may have hated it at one point, but it's, it, uh, it's, it's not really that difficult nowadays, just being able to uh, communicate. And then Corey throws in nice pedophile state sweatshirt. Yes, I'm wearing the Nittany Lions Penn State gear. Uh, it's true that there was a horrible scandal many years ago where the one coach, uh, in addition to teaching defensive schemes, was putting his ding-dong in the buttholes of children. All right, that's horrible. But those days are gone. Um... And Michigan State in the Big Ten has become the new school of rape. All right? The biggest benefactor from the Michigan State scandals has been Penn State. You really have to work. You really have to work to um, uh, uh, wrestle that mantle from a school where the coach was putting his ding-dong in children. Okay. I think it's one and one a, but because Michigan state happened more recently than Penn state, you know, they'll, they'll both never be forgotten, but my God, but thanks for pointing it out. Jerk. Referring to Mel Tucker. 
The uh, lady who is accusing Mel Tucker of those terrible things of pounding his butt on the phone. She described it as rhythmic slapping sounds. I'm telling you, man, those iPhones, they really pick up the sound. Uh, now, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, when it's going down, when I'm showing off my moods, my uh, moves and moods, the queen of the forest, I'm all for rhythmic slapping sounds. Those are the sounds that I like. That's, you know, I, I mean, sitting here right here would make me uncomfortable. But if I was like nude, you know, with Diana, holy cow. Uh, Linda says, no, 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 no. The rhythmic slapping sounds was the Sandusky in the locker room. Yeah, that was rough. All right, this is all strange to me. Your old pal EZ has to go uh, tinkle. The ginger quarterback Mike McQuarrie described rhythmic slapping sounds. God damn. The fact that the quarterback who witnessed it, quarterback's coach, or former quarterback now and then was an assistant with Penn State, that ginger, uh, his name is Mike McQuarrie. Of all things. It's so odd. That's as bad if his name was Mike McButtsex from Coach on Boys. All right. I'll be right back. I got to go tinkle. A little bit of discussion about Penn State. I think we can all agree that if you're watching an old man rape a child... The only recourse is to uh, assist the child so that the young man, the old man, stops at that exact moment raping the child. Any decision other than stopping the rape is a wrong decision. We can all agree with that, right? So when Mike McQuarrie watched the rape of the child and then turned around and uh, told the rest of the coaching staff that was a mistake. Okay? That's a, a horrible, horrible mistake. Rob suggests that he didn't see an old man rape a child. His story is so inconsistent. There's no way he saw Jerry's ding dong going into a butthole. Yeah, but idiot. He saw the kid bent over and him ramming from behind. Of course, she, his body would be blocking the actual entry of the ding dong going in there. He witnessed what most would assume is uh, anal sex happening. Or something that is inappropriate at the very least. Even if he were just kissing the boy, we would have to assume that something terrible was happening. I don't understand how in one day, in one show, you can go from making some great logical points to being the asshole of the day so quickly. You're actually defending Jerry Sandusky. 
Ladies and gentlemen, on this show, Blue State Rob will always be known as uh, the, the defender of Jerry Sandusky. No, I'm not calling you again. No one wants to hear your voice with, with you and the whole Jerry Sandusky thing. He says he's not defending him, asshole. Look, we're just making the point then that whatever was seen by McQuarrie should have been stopped. Aram says, I am interested in hearing Rob talk his way out of this. All right. I am too. Let's see what can happen here. Okay, I'm not defending the the action, you dummy. Oh, okay. Well, uh, fill me in. What uh, what what just happened? So what I'm trying, what I am telling you is, is that Mike McQuarrie, again, remember, I was at I was a junior at Penn State when when this scandal went down. So I looked into some of this, and Mike McQuarrie's the, the whole Jerry Sandusky case is built on that testimony. Without Mike McQuarrie. Jerry Sandusky's a free man. That's 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 a very complicated situation, so I'm not going to get into that. But what I'm saying is, is that in my personal opinion, based on what Mike McQuarrie is saying, he did not see Jerry Sandusky put point A to point B, which is the boy. What I think happened is, is he went in there, he heard what he thought was sex, and ran out, didn't know what to do. He went to Joe Paterno. Joe Paterno didn't know what to do because... In, his, in Joe Paterno's own words, he doesn't. He didn't know that a man could be raped, for the lack of a better way of saying it. So what I'm saying is, is in my personal opinion, based off of his testimony, which has been a little inconsistent, uh, and where it all gets confused is, is the common narrative is that he saw Jerry Sandusky raping the boy, and he went to Joe Paterno. Joe Paterno did nothing. No, they worked it up the chain. Now, that's not the right thing to do. It Obviously, Bob Costas put it the right way. Yeah, he did everything legally what he's supposed to do, but morally he didn't do what he was supposed to do. So why Joe Paterno ended up in the situation that he was in was because of him not getting all the accurate information of what Mike McQuarrie said he thought he saw or what he says he heard. I mean, it's a common misunderstanding there based off of right. what um, information is actually well, out But what... Uh, is being proposed that the average person is supposed to wrap their head around are these two things, which you indicated. And if that is true, we have to wrap our mind around Mike McQuarrie. Here's something that he thinks is sex. Doesn't investigate, chooses not to investigate, but instead chooses to take what he thinks he heard and tells someone rather than taking a peek. Okay, so we have to believe that. That's weird. Yeah. You think you hear? If you think, well, Eric, if you let's think about this logically. Take out emotion out of it for a second, and actually think. Okay, you're walking. You're at the YMCA, and you think you hear. There's no. There's no mistaking the sounds. I mean, there's no mistaking it. You think you hear what he described as rhythmic slapping, and in that way, we're all going to think. Okay, it's going to sound like uh, Justin's mouth. You are going to automatically think that's sex. I don't want to see that. So you run out and be like, hey, Jerry was being inappropriate. Well, 
I don't um, from that. So well, that's 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 the common thing. I think Joe Paterno and anybody that McQuarrie told, he could not utter the words, "Hey, I saw Jerry Sandusky's ding dong going into a young kid's butthole." Okay. I don't think he was. I don't think anybody at Penn State was ever told that. Well, and, at the same time, though, if he then goes to Paterno and tells him. So then we have to wrap our mind around that. And then we have to wrap our mind around, hey, coach, I think Jerry Sandusky is raping a boy. Is that, is that? That's, that's what, well, again, that's at the time in, in 2002, when this all happened, I, again, Joe Paterno concluded after the fact and after all the backlash and right before he died, he said, I, he told the Washington Post, I never heard of rape and a man. That's bullshit. I now that and, that point, yeah. him saying that, I don't, I don't believe that. That's bullshit. I don't buy that either. But but for but for the argument's sake, is that if he was told that, I hope he would have gone to the police. But the, and that's why I think that's where all this is like. Wait, because we all knew after the fact. Oh, this is what he's charged with. This is what he's saying. How could you not go to the police? Well, I don't think he knew that because. Well, I a failure of imagination. Yeah, I I, I don't believe that in this. I think that all of this is is some wiggling being done by everyone involved to somehow, uh, 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 you know, sidestep their way out of this. But my my general feeling is that all of these people that you've mentioned are equally responsible for that child and more child children being in the future. Yes. So, so we agree. We agree. All fucked up. But you're the only one that loves Jerry Sandusky. Well, I mean, I was <laughs> 20 the guy when he was in handcuffs. So I did want to run down and give him an HJ, but they yeah. wouldn't let me do that because they were barricaded. All right. I'm plus it would have been on camera, so I wouldn't. You know, that would have been a bad idea. All right. Well, good luck. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Get out of here. <laughs> Fucking dumbass. All right. I didn't I didn't expect the show to go down the road uh of talking about the Penn State child rape disaster. This all happened because I happened to wear a hoodie of the Nittany Lion and fucking Corey again opens up this can of worms by mentioning it. I read it like an asshole. And then Rob starts talking about how Jerry Sandusky should be a free man and how he loves Jerry Sandusky and those kids deserved it. We all heard it. So fucked up. Burn that hoodie next time you're at Fear Bunker North. No, I love this hoodie. This is like one of the most comfortable pieces of clothing I have. Chris is suggesting Rob's new name is Pedo Rob. I didn't, you know, I've had a lot of strange audience members over the years. Most of them are gone now, thank God, but, uh, you know. I never had some come right out on the show and say that they love to see children hurt. (laughs) 
Corey says you should send that sweatshirt to Dean. I'm sure he'd love it. Oh, poor Dean. Right. Uh, keyword from Big Fraud just now. Most of them are gone. Yeah, I, I, I think they're all gone. There are there are some that still communicate with them on um, Castaways United. Uh, I know that uh, Amanda and Kenny um, are are moles for them, and take every word I say and and tell them. I may not have any proof of that. That um, there there's one particular person, Wycon Rob who I know participates in their show. Like, and I haven't seen anything debilitating or damning uh, fly out of his or her mouth concerning um, your old pal EZ. But I know he does like both shows. And there are people who do like both shows, this show and um, uh, the Boomer Bunker, which is now heard uh, on, on kick. Okay. And it, it, uh, by the way, they're up to 14 people following the show on kick and 52 following on grumble. So they are off and running that show on Twitch had 35,000 followers and they, they got canceled. I'm pretty sure that they were dividing up about $11,000 a month on that show. Aram says they threw me out and I never once shared any of their conversations. Oh yeah. Aram's a straight shooter, man. He doesn't, he doesn't fuck around like Kenny does. Um, Ryan says, I think I'm going to become a bunker regular. I love watching the car crashes. Kenny says, what the fuck? I do know that um, one of my moles told me that uh, the other day, Bob was going off or John, God, I get those two morons mixed up. John was going off and uh, discussing the um, post-mortem of our conversation and Kate and Bob hate it. They, they do not engage him about it. He's just talking and they're not, they're not concerned at all, but then they both admit to watching our entire fat fuck, um, some, uh, fat fuck summit. Yeah, we watched it, but then they, they like won't comment about it. Cole says, I would watch the bunker now and then until they got that ugly guy, Kate, involved. Well, Kate's not ugly. All right. Boy, we've covered a lot of ground here. Stuff that I didn't really expect to cover. Have you heard the story about Danilo Cavalcante? The guy who um, uh, was was picked up, the uh, 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 guy who murdered two people, and he escaped prison in Pennsylvania by uh, easily escaping that wall. What I don't understand is Cavalcante, he climbed that wall 
And then he had to um, get through razor wire. Now, if you've ever seen razor wire, it can cut your face and hands just by looking at it. It is, I don't know how it even happened. God damn. But they've interviewed Cavalcante and he is, uh, he's talking about his escape. He's actually revealing it to authorities as to what he did. I'm not going to lie to you. If I was incarcerated for anything, whether I did it or not, I'm plotting my escape the day I get in there. I'm looking for anything that could be a weak point and waiting because if let's say I've got a hundred year sentence, I've got time to, um, hope that somehow I can locate a soft, a soft spot, but him getting through the razor wire alone is, is insane. He's telling cops now that he survived for nearly two weeks by stealing watermelons. By the way, I predict that as that news gets out, there's going to be some stupid radio guy who's going to take the stealing the watermelon angle of this and is going to say something that they shouldn't and get fired. With some, uh, pardon the pun, low-hanging fruit jokes. Uh, he also said that officers scouring the area had gotten so close they nearly stepped on him three times. The article goes on to say about how 34-year-old Cavalcante was brutally honest after he was apprehended on Wednesday, sharing how he would even uh, bury his poop so as to not, you know, if they see a pile, a steaming pile of, uh, of used watermelon there, they're going to be like, oh my God, what's up here? But so he would cover up his poop. Uh, on three occasions, law enforcement officers did almost step on him. They were about seven to eight yards away from him. Um, he stabbed his ex-girlfriend to death in front of her two children in 2021. That's why this psychopath is locked away. Prosecutors are expected to levy additional charges for crimes he committed during his 14 days on the run. He indicated to authorities that... The rifle that he stole, he was going to use that to carjack somebody and he would have been in Canada in 24 hours. That was the plan. Uh, carjack somebody with that rifle, get in the car, and then drive to Canada. I don't know if that would have worked. The second you carjack somebody, uh, you, you've revealed who you are, where you are, they're going to be able to track you down quite easily with an, with an easy description of the vehicle. Very difficult to escape prison. I just love the fact that the dog did it, though. The dog actually busted the guy. Here's the dog. This, uh, I forgot what they say this dog is called again. It looks like a German Shepherd. This is the guy all bloody after it bit his head. Um, God, there's a video that I wanted to get. About that dog. Where was it? Lynx. Okay, come on. There was a some guy who was a dog handler talking about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mexico murder charge. 
Shit. Mm. Okay, here it is. News Nation about how the canine caught Danello Cavalcante. Um, what is the dog called again? And the dog's name is Yoda. Yoda the dog was the one who was able to do the deed and, uh, and end the threat. And there was uh, a guy on News Nation that was talking about uh, how this actually happens, how this works. So I want to share this with you in just a second. We're going to watch the end of the stupid commercial. Damn it. I wasn't prepared for this. All right. For more on the capture, let's bring in Michael Gould, an expert in police canine training and use. Michael, thank you so much for giving us some of your time. Uh, first of all, does it come as any surprise to you that a canine would be instrumental in making this successful capture? Not remotely. Thanks for having me, Nicole. I predicted, always predict, but in circumstances like this, it's going to be the canine technology. I mean, we talk about technology. So the fixed-wing aircraft used heat-seeking technology. The dog is odor-seeking technology. So this doesn't surprise me at all. And it's a great day for law enforcement. And I love people on the East Coast. Law becomes lar. Law law enforcement, how does that even happen? And it's a great marriage between high technology and dogs that are, my mind, technology, nevertheless. Absolutely. You're certainly an expert uh, in this field, Michael. How are dogs used in situations like this? And why are they really so vital when it comes to this type of search, particularly when the terrain is so rough? We heard it constantly described as such rough terrain. Right. It's rough for humans. But if you consider it this way, Nicole, dogs are waterproof. They see at night, they have night vision, they are voice activated. Uh, so uh, this circumstances couldn't have been more dangerous, right? You have an armed suspect, the murder, escape, heinous crime. It couldn't be more uh, dangerous, but the dog's like playing. This is what's fun for the dog. He knows he can go bite this guy's fucking head. It's like, let's go eat some Puerto Ricans. And rather than put law enforcement at risk, the dog is capable of locating and holding, apprehending uh, a suspect. Just well, they tell it to go bite and hold, and it just hangs onto the guy's fucking head. By the, how he's trained, of course, he's working at the direction of the handler. So this was an amazing deployment. Uh, and if you look at the suspect, the injuries uh, are not at all. So as we see this, as the guy's talking, they're uh, walking the bad guy through the parking lot with, you know, police all around him. He looks like he's wearing like a, like a, like a hospital gown and he's shackled. They should have the dog there. Just got an eye on him that if he even moves one muscle, it'll just bite his cock. All serious. From what I can see, he's walking. He had some blood on his face earlier. So just think about that, how lucky he is because he certainly could have been shot. And think of how lucky the community is in law enforcement. So the dog's the hero here. There's no ifs, ends, or buts about it. Oh, yeah, I know a lot of people certainly agree with you on that. So we, we saw that video there of Cavalcante with, you know, the blood running down his head. We know he suffered a bite uh, to the head. Are the dogs usually aggressive once they have located and honed in on the suspect, or was it likely that? Yes, I don't think they're friendly. I don't think they're going to upset and throw the ball. Maybe the dog was provoked in some way. 
No, the dog. That's a stupid question. Is she suggesting that the dog just goes there and looks at him and won't do anything until the guy like pulls out a gun? Dogs are trained to what we call bite and hold. So because they're taught to bite and hold, that means the, the injuries associated with that usually are not significant because it's, the dog only has a mouth to hold. He doesn't have thumbs or hands. So we use his, their extraordinary clamping uh, mechanism, 250 pounds a square inch. So in this case, of course, there's going to be minimal injuries because dogs have canine teeth. But this, uh, as I said, if you see the suspect, there's no ripped tissues, uh, muscle tissue ripped, there's no deep bites. So that's the only mechanism. And in this case, it's totally warranted. Absolutely. You know, Michael, last question for you. What's the process like for training dogs when it's such an intensive search like this? We know just a few days ago, we heard from the Lieutenant Colonel there about a canine that had to be taken to the vet due to heat exhaustion. Right. So they do have pain. They are subjected to that. I worked at Ground Zero uh, right at 9-11, and I had explosive detection dogs. And that was a problem because sometimes we get so caught up in our own activities, we don't hydrate ourselves. So we kind of forget the dog needs a rest and hydrate and in the excitement of it. But the training program for canines is longer than the the training, pro the police academy for humans. Yeah, humans, they, they graduate when they've figured out they can just shoot the black people. It's very intensive. These scenarios are practiced day in and day out under every circumstance. As I said, rain, sleet, hail, snow, the dogs can be deployed. Unlike, for example, the- Wasn't there a story where some black guy was got pulled over or something like that? And all the other cops were gathered around and the one guy shows up with his dog and the black guy's got his hands over his head. And then all the other cops go, hey, make sure you don't deploy the dog. Don't deploy the dog. And then the, the cop goes, there's a black guy, go bite him. And actually deployed the dog. Fixed wing aircraft or other technology. So the dogs are an amazing piece of technology from my biased uh, per perception. Well, listen, uh, they certainly are an amazing piece of technology. Canine expert, Michael Gould. Uh, All right. I'm fascinated by dogs uh, in, their, in their policing efforts. Ryan says, canines are better trained than regular beat cops. Great. Aram says he trained his labs to go find someone and come back to tell me when they found him and then show me where he is. What? Like fucking Lassie? My God. Kenny says they are not a piece of technology. Weird to refer to dogs as that. Yeah, I agree. Isn't technology like fucking uh, RoboCop or, you know, uh, a Terminator? No, I don't know. Uh, Zane's house is full of odor-seeking technology. This is true. Uh, yeah, my dogs just want to be pet. Technology is manufactured. Come on. Well, the guy can't even say law. What do you expect? Come on now. Law enforcement. I, I kind of just want to, uh, go up to a person who says law enforcement and just say, look, we need to break this down. This is English. 
L-A-W. That W is not an R sound. How is it that you've been trained to say LAR enforcement? That's right up there with Axe. I see intelligent, wonderful people, men, women, saying break the LAR. And others saying, I'm going to ask you something. And that's not just black people. Italians do it too. New Yorkers, East Coast, law enforcement, ask you a question. I don't want to know people who say law enforcement. You're going to break the law. Unacceptable. I'm going to get a lawer. If you need a lawyer, you would say a lawer. Washington. My uncle Jim used to say, I got to do the wash. Not acceptable. Chris in Maine says, I think they save the slack jawed marble mouth w and h endings for where it should be an r then the then the compensate by swapping when it should actually end in a w yeah that's uh, taking the long way to say it's uh fucked aram seems to know things he writes speaking uh like he uh has a definitive answer of it's a derivative of the Queen's English when we were occupied by the Redcoats. Well, stop it. When you see L-A-W, say law instead of lar, dick. Once again, thank you to A&E Heating and Cooling. Joe Martinez, 616-516-8579. The almighty Joe. Uh, very important that uh, this time of year, you head on over. Uh, you, I call, I should say, Joe Martinez, 616-516-8579. Very, very important to get that furnace checked. Then you officially have a guy. Okay? Joe is awesome. 79 bucks, get your furnace tuned, ready to go. For the heating season, you should see him twice a year. Now, if you do have anything wrong with your setup, uh, Joe can help. Scheduled maintenance, preventative maintenance uh, in an emergency, or if you need a whole new setup, furnace, AC, Joe Martinez, A and E, heating and cooling, 616-516-8579. Uh, now we have the debate about, um, is it crayons? Is it crayons? Some say crowns that I, I is it's debatable about crayon or crayon. 
I think if I'm paying attention, I would say crayon most of the time. But I have said crayons. Get your crayons. Let's color with the crayons. Crown is out. If you're around someone that says crown, leave that person. It is a crayon. Ben Glaze votes crayons. It's spelled C-R-A-Y-O-N-S. Crayons. This is a debate we can really break down at some later point in time. But I think we got to let it go. Um, call Joe, 616-516-8579. We've got Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. The place to get your vehicles repaired, scheduled maintenance, preventative maintenance, uh, emergency repairs. They have loaner cars for you for free while your car is getting fixed. Early bird lock, uh, drop off, late bird pickup, 616-532-6600 for Irvine's. Online at ervines.com. When you support the sponsors of the show, the show continues to be free and continues to grow. Thank you very much. Do not support the former sponsors. Only support the current sponsors. I have one who's in between. Do not support dumpster divers until they actually spend money. You must go... You must call dumpster divers and say, I was going to spend it with you, but now I'm going to whatever dumpster company until you start to drop some coin with EZ. Do not go to Baldwin Ace Hardware. Thank you to Van Dyke Mortgage, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. No matter where you are in the U.S., you can get a mortgage. 231-332-6505. Call today. If you're thinking, Darla, if you're thinking about getting a mortgage, so helpful, they can make it happen for you. Or perhaps you're just getting money out of your home to pay off a high-interest credit card bill. Van Dyke Mortgage, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team at 231-332-6505. And finally, King's Room Barbershop. I went over to King's Room yesterday to get my hair cut. And, oh my God, they had three people cutting hair. And they had ten bros waiting. It was uh, almost a line out the door. Uh, Well done. I'm going to have to go at a time when it's not so busy. But... Everything, there's no appointments necessary. You'll wait a few minutes at the most. Uh, but I had to be at a uh, an, at another location just a handful of minutes later, so I couldn't stick around. That was the Caledonia location. You have three to choose from, Caledonia, Northland Drive, and then the newest location. They've moved from Rogers Plaza to 821 36th Street, also in Wyoming, right next to the costume room. King's Room Barbershop. Men, get your cut there. Forget, or get your hair cut there. Forget Jude's. Forget sport clips and forget, uh, what's the other one? Lady Jane. Screw all those. Go to King's Room Barbershop and mention my name. 
all the details, locations, times, uh, schedules, prices at the website, kingsroom.net. Your asshole of the day today. Yesterday, it was Niles Wilson. Um, What was that about? Something to do with the police. I'm not sure. Uh, Who is our asshole of the day today? If you have any suggestions, send them along. I think I know who it is. I think I know. It's not going to be Blue State Rob. I, I couldn't even get all the words in. U.S. car manufacturers. Fuck you. Union Strong. Shut those fuckers down. There you go. That is your asshole of the day today for this, the 15th of September, 2023. I'll be back with you on Patreon. Thank you for being here, folks. Love you. Bye-bye.